And good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the All American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke. Happy to be here with you on this beautiful, beautiful Friday afternoon. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I hope uh, hope you're doing good out there. And uh, God help you if you get an airline ticket and you want to recline your seat. We were just talking about that prior to the show starting today. Have you seen? Clearly, you've seen the viral clip. Uh, I didn't watch it in its entirety. It's just another outrage thing on an airplane where apparently uh, there's this lady who basically is screaming at this guy behind her because she wanted to put her seat back. And apparently all throughout the flight, um, the other person was kicking it or whatever the case may be. What was this about? Did you see this? Just briefly. Yeah, it looked like Lily was having like the entire flight. The person behind her was kicking the back of her chair. God, I hate that, especially kids that do that. I'm sorry. If you're a parent, that's the other thing that just aggravates the hell out of me is if you're a parent, you're not blind. I'm more upset about getting my chair chair kick than You're, the person in front yeah. of me in their chair back, right? But the parents that sit there and watch their children do that, like the kids literally just kicking the seat in front of them and they don't do anything about it, I want to smack them more than I want to smack I the know. kid because it's like, look, what if this was happening to you? You know, raise your children accordingly. Don't don't let them do that because it's annoying. But um, Matt Walsh, whom I, I do love a lot of his content, but th- is there anything this guy is not against? Because he comes out in like strict opposition to saying, you know, you shouldn't be putting your seat back. Well, I'm like, uh, that's what it's for. Yeah. Like that's what your seat, that's what the seat reclining is for. You, you're unless you're on Spirit Airlines in which you're flying the ratchet sky. So it doesn't matter what you do because those yeah. seats don't move. But it's like, folks, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm six foot, almost six foot three. And I do need to recline. I, I just not. I, but the thing is, I don't recline all the way back, though, because I still show some care for the people behind me because I realize I am taller and I don't want to infringe on their personal space. But, you know, there comes a point where you've got to recline just a little bit. I mean, is this really such a travesty? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. If you don't like it, then get a first class. Get ticket. a first class ticket yeah. or just don't fly. I mean, I don't know. But I, I saw the outrage in this. I'm like, is this really what we're upset with today? Is this really what's got everybody in uh, in a bind? But apparently it is. I mean, flight seats. Who knew? Like, who knew? This would be a thing. But I'm going to tell you something right now. That motherfucker isn't real. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, I love capitalism. This lady, do you, you remember the lady that, that, uh, that held the flight up? She's a Dallas native, apparently. And she was the one that's like, this motherfucker is not yeah. real. Made headlines everywhere. Well, she developed a following from it only because she's attractive. If she was ugly, she would not have that following. But she's got this following. And now she's selling shirts and stuff and, and, and doing good causes. Like, God bless capitalism. God bless. <laughs> you just got to love it. You got to love that. Like, I, I can respect the hustle. Good for her. But I have seen the videos. I saw her on Instagram and TikTok. And when she's given like the apology that, that rated over like 25 million views, that doesn't look like the same woman. Not totally. I, I don't know. It, it just. There's some conspiracy. There, there is. It's yeah. like, is this the, like same it's, woman? It's the same woman? It did know. not look like the same woman. I know. It, I mean, is, am I the only one that feels that? I, I feel like TikTok videos. This one dude was like, uh, I was on the plane playing next to her and sit next to her and watch the whole thing go down. Yeah. And the guy was wearing a hoodie and. After she got up and made a scene and everything, he said he looked back at the guy and his eyes like blinked like sideways. <laughs> <laughs> the aliens are real, folks. They're among us. Oh, I my know, gosh. Like, this, uh, is, this is what we're dealing with, man. This is what we're dealing with. Good morning to you. Thank you for tuning into the show today. I, I sincerely hope we have a very entertaining and good and educational show for you today. 
Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. It is Friday. I Last night, I had this great idea that today I'm going to go for a ruck march slash run. And that with people that don't know what a ruck march is, it's like in the Army, you put this backpack on your back. It usually has like 80 to 100 pounds. And you walk forever with your head down, cussing your life and, you know, wishing you'd never been born because it's so miserably boring. But it's different when you do it on the outside because as a civilian, you can wear nice, comfortable shoes. You can put your headphones in, listen to music. In the military... You can't do anything. You get no music. You're just, you just got to walk. It's called foot marching, ruck marching, but it's great uh, exercise. I put on some five pound ankle weights this morning, threw the back, the ruck pack, rucksack on, did a little bit of ruck marching, then slash jogging a little bit, tuned in some spaces, caught up on the political uh, nonsense that's currently going on over on Twitter. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I love Twitter. It's, it's such a, a platform of diverse opinion. Um, I, I don't know, man, there's something about it. And I'm not, a, I don't trust Elon, but I do like what Twitter has to offer. There's a lot of good people that offer really good, interesting perspectives, more so than I've seen on any other platform before. So we'll see what happens in the future. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I like it. And I know you're on Twitter. There's a lot. I'm ta- I was telling Andy Frisella, I was like, you need to get on Twitter. I was is like, he you need- he's not, no. I was like, but he, he talked about he is going to push over. He's like, you need to get over there, dude. Let's get really dope. But anyway. Uh, uh, what's up, Rumble? What's up, kid? We got 530-something people watching over on Rumble. Hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you hit follow. If you could, share the stream, folks. If you're watching on Twitter, hit that refresh or hit that repost. But I don't know what they call it now. Before it was retweeting. Now it's reposting or something. Something. To, I don't know. They always... I don't understand why Elon changed it. I. You should have just left it. You know, if it's if it's not broken, you know, don't fix it. But whatever. Well, fix it a little bit. Well, yeah, fair enough. Fix it just a slight <laughs> bit. Stop censoring people. Stop banning conservatives. But, uh, yeah. This episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. If you're tuning in, don't forget you can download these podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, wherever podcasts are downloaded at. It is the All-American Savage Show podcast. Just type in John Burke. It should populate. And you can always go to the website, JohnBurke.com. Hey, you like this shirt? Woo! Two-hand flag, two-hand clap and a Ric Flair, whatever. Who? I'm, I'm all over the place today. I literally was in a Twitter space right before the show uh, with Rob Noor, great co-host. So for like the last two hours, I've been inundated in politics only to get out of that space five minutes ago and then start the podcast. So that's what my days on Thursdays and Fridays consist of. But appreciate everybody that tuned in over there. It's a lot of fun discussion. Um, the one thing I've noticed in like these Twitter spaces, for those that don't know what Twitter spaces are, they're like um, like chat rooms, but you can actually chat, like vocally chat. And I know that's a little um, slightly intimidating to some people, but when you get into the actual culture of it, it's very cool to see. Because you can actually have really good discussions and really good debates. And the, the Twitter spaces that Rob and I hold, we have we have debates. We have people that come in there and have uh, opposing opinions. And it's a really good uh, platform to do these debates on. We, we keep it intellectually honest. It's not name-calling. And we encourage people to come tune in on this. So it's every Thursday and Friday at 10 a.m. CST over on Twitter. You can tune in for those. And like I said, you, if you want to come in and debate, if you want to come in and debate me, Come on. Like, absolutely. I, I welcome it. Anybody that wants to come in there and say, John, you're an idiot. And here's why more power to you. Um, I wouldn't recommend going about it that way, but still, but still. Anyway, this episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. Folks, if you want to support the show, if you want to support us, look, uh, if you want to subscribe over on Patreon, you can do that. We appreciate that. Or you can actually support us by checking out ShellshockCBD.com. That is the company that Josh and I launched in 2019 uh, for your CBD Delta 8, Delta 9 needs. If you have pain management, if you have anxiety. Uh, matter of fact, Sheila was telling me the... Um, the video shoot we did that we posted about by the, the uh-huh. uh, let me slow down the video shoot we did for Halloween where we were made up and we did our, our tango routine. Um, the makeup artist 
she did the makeup here at the studio yeah. and Sheila sent her home with a bunch of stuff. Well, she reposted it yesterday and said, I have never had anything that works so well for pain management. I want to give a special shout out to my girl, Sheila and Shell Shock CBD. These products are phenomenal. Big thank you to her. I doubt she listens to the show, but thank you to doing that. Like it just goes to show like people, if you give, if you give us a chance, allow us to earn your business, give us the opportunity to earn your business. And if it doesn't work, I will refund your money. We are that confident folks. We have rack out gummies that are CBD and melatonin that will help you fall asleep. You will not fail a drug test on this. They are THC free. They are tested to verify this. Um, and right now, November sweepstakes for the thousand dollar giveaway. That's right. Thousand schmackers enter to win $500 this month, one entry per person, then get up to four additional entries by referring up to four friends automatically enter to win $500. If you purchase during our black Friday sale from the 22nd to the 29th, that's right. I've officially announced it. I've officially made my announcement folks. Our black Friday sale, which is very popular, uh, will be going from the 22nd to the 29th of November. That's it. That's all we're doing from the 22nd to the 29th. What that sale will consist of, you got to stay tuned. If you are a member of our email list, you're already entered to win. Go check that out. And then if you purchase during Black Friday with the discounts also added, there will be no code. It's all going to be marked down. You get entered to win again. That's amazing. Go sign up for the email list. What are you waiting for? Jump on that. You get get a lot of, uh, lot, a lot of money for some free product. Can't beat it. So... Check that out. We've got the Zero Nootropic. That's $19.99. A focus-driven capsule. This stuff is incredible. It's going to help zero you in on whatever it is that you're trying to focus on. Prevent distraction. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I so, started using it as my pre-workout. The focus? Yeah. I, I haven't I stopped with the uh, the CBD powder. I love it. This is my afternoon delight. Right your afternoon there. delight? Yeah. I thought I was your afternoon delight. Well. Well, yeah, apparently not anymore. Yeah. But, oh my goodness. Finally got the chicken coop done. Nobody cares. Anyway, let's move on to the news. Chicken fucker. <laughs> chicken fucker. Charlie Kirk. Oh my gosh. What's old Charlie boy doing these days? Well, what are you doing, Charlie, my man? I feel like in these last, this last year, I really feel like since Ron DeSantis announced his run or his bid for presidency, um, I have been vindicated. I've been proven right time and time again by every single one of these MAGA influencers that profess to be anti-big government, socialism sucks, you know, and the Fed, all these things. In fact, these people don't believe in this. And with DeSantis' announcement, you've really seen people, the likes of the Jack Sobaseks, the grifters, that are spreading propaganda and misinformation and lying to you intentionally misquoting videos as they've been. That's the other thing. That's another reason why Trump will not come back to Twitter is this thing called community notes. You know what community notes is? Yeah. Well, fact check show. It's fact check, but by the majority. So right. people can go in there and they can vote and it's not the best way for, but it certainly beats what they had before. Uh, and every single one of these MAGA types, they get fact checked or they get community noted nonstop. Mark Dice, massive Trump shill now. Like this guy comes out and he starts spreading more lies about DeSantis. He gets community noted. And he's, he's proved because he, 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 he said that. Oh yeah. He kind of, he kind of fell off there for a while. I mean, he was always kind of cringe, but whatever. Um, nerd looking dude, but he comes out there and he says, you know, DeSantis started attacking a Trump, yada, blah, blah. And he gets community noted. It's like, actually Trump attacked DeSantis, spent $20 million in attack ads, yada, yada, yada. You, this is actually incorrect. And then he takes that, retweets it. Oh, DeSantis is weaponizing Twitter. You know, hey guys, go prove this wrong. And he gets community noted again, again. Now, the reason this is important 
is because Elon monetized those that when you get 5 million more impressions or more a month, you can actually get paid through ad revenue by when your tweet goes and gets like so many impressions, they will interject ads in that Twitter thread. And you, the tweeter person, the tweeter, whatever you want to call it, you get that ad revenue, which is a, it's good, but... The problem is this incentivizes engagement farming or rage farming. What I mean by that is people posting provocative things for the sake of getting engagement with the intent of getting paid. So they don't care what they're saying. It's just a matter of if you interact with it, it's going to boost the algorithm. This is a very, very slippery slope on them. I mean, it's his platform. He can do what he wants. But then Elon changed it again to where if a tweet gets community noted, you don't get ad revenue. Brilliant move. Very well done. Mark Dice got really upset with this because his tweet was trending. And what happens? He gets community noted. You don't get any of that money. Way to go. Nice try for that ad farm. It just, uh, just, just engagement farming. It's sad. It's sad. And it's, a lot of these people do this. These grifters, extraordinaires, they do this. So clearly it's about money. It's not about principle. It's not about standing for what's actually right. Um, but instead, it's, it's all about the money. But, I mean, is that is that really shocking? Is that really shocking for a lot of people out there? I mean, I don't know. Uh, John, do you just, just do you dislike Laura Loomer? Yeah, I think she's an idiot. I think she's, uh, I mean, it's no surprise Trump is like buddy-buddy with her. Laura Loomer is one of these people that stands for Israel, yet clearly shows that she's a friend of Nick Fuentes. Like, this woman's just a moron. She has no intellectual honesty about her. She's a grifter extraordinaire. Honestly, she does have psychological issues. She cannot own a gun in the state of Florida. The red flag laws, <laughs> the red flag laws were actually used against her, which is kind of hilarious to me. Now, do I think that's justified? Of course not. It's your Second Amendment right. I, even though I detest this woman, I think she's just reprehensible. She's what The reason I don't like her is she's accused Casey DeSantis of utilizing cancer as a ploy to gain votes. She's accused them of being horrible parents. And it's like, really? Th this is what you're... Wow, okay. So she had someone who used the red flag law on her? Yeah. In Florida? Yeah. Does it bother you that DeSantis has red flag law in It wasn't Florida? him that employed it, but at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of like, it's still there, and it's like, this needs to go away. He, I think he's talked about, uh, he has brought up the fact that Florida does need to get rid of this. We'll see. That is one of those big ifs or those qualms that I do have with DeSantis. But again, that was not by him. People were talking about, like, DeSantis, it wasn't him. That was but, actually his predecessor. But, but again, he could do something about it as governor, the right? Congress has to. He can go in there and say, we need to end this. We need to be absolute, but Congress has to convene and say, we're done with this. It's up to them. I mean, I would assume he could definitely sway people. I mean, Florida's bright red right now. And why this has not been made a main issue is beyond me. I feel like it should be the number one issue in Florida right now. But it's interesting because I've debated people about this, uh, Magadonians, if you will. And their thing is like, well, you know, it's for a good reasoning. And I'm not saying all MAG is on that. but I, I just, Yeah. I, I never I, thought I, I would hear conservatives ever give ground to the left by saying, well, it's okay because, and these are people that have been targeted by these laws that are clearly not mentally unhinged. I mean, look, I think Laura has Stockholm syndrome. I mean, I really think that Trump is like, he's got that, he's got this woman twisted up like a pretzel to the point where his, like his mistresses, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Laura Loomer are fighting all the time, which is hilarious to me. Like let them fight. But the idea that saying like, no, I mean, these red flag laws could serve a good purpose. It's like you, you missed the point entirely. Now, I don't like these people, and these red flags have been used against them. I don't agree with it. I just don't agree with this at all. Red flag laws need to go away entirely. And, of course, as we know, Trump did endorse red flag laws, but they are on the books in Florida. Um, that's something that DeSantis needs to handle right away. That's just me, though. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But Charlie Kirk. Oh, boy. Where do we start on this one? I feel so vindicated. 
I've always said Turning Point is a shell organization. They are for big government. Ultimately, they are for Trump's endorsement. They want to get next to the king. They want to get into the White House. They, Kirk is doing this smart. Kirk doesn't want to be a politician. Kirk wants to be a kingmaker. That is the best position to be. It ain't president. Yep. It's to be the kingmaker. Turning Point's organization, the way Kirk is positioning himself, is that potential candidates are going to have to come to him and kiss the ring. That's what he realizes. That, that's the position he wants to have. And it makes him so much money. Mm. Oh, drinking this wonderful CBD powder. It's amazing. It tastes delicious. I want to refer you to a point that Charlie Kirk made. <clears throat> I always love this. I always love the inconsistencies shown by people in the MAGA movement or just in general. I won't even, I won't even limit just them. Everybody does this. Um, we are apparently, we are apparently against the federalized education system, or at least so I thought. At least I thought as conservatives, because people say that Trump is the GOP, ergo MAGA must be the GOP, ergo his influencers must be the main talking point heads within or mouthpieces within the GOP. Let me listen. Let me let me let me let me read for you what the illustrious and intelligent Charlie Kirk tweeted. He said, "New President Trump is vowing to revolutionize higher education. His new plan would." And here's the list, and folks. <laughs> I can't believe this guy even tweeted it. First one is create a free federally funded online university called American Academy. Okay. I, I just don't know how many times we have to really go down this road, Charlie Kirk. I, I don't know how many times voters need to be told this. Anytime somebody comes to you uh, and says, as far as like politics go and says, this is free. They are lying. You should run, run far and run away as quick as you can. There is no such thing as free. In order for something to be free, someone has to willingly give without expectation of payment. So how are you going to, how are you not going to pay teachers? You think teachers are going to go up there and teach for free? No, they have mouths to feed. They have a roof to put over their head. They need to be paid. Well, if they have to be paid, where is the money coming from? Therefore, it's not free. Secondly, he said, ban wokeness and jihadism. I think we can all agree on something like that. But again, who are the moral arbiters on what is woke and what is jihadism? I think most of us can say we have a generalized idea, you know, calling for American deaths, probably jihadism, wokeness. But what is wokeness? We, we use these very generic terms that, you know, can really encapsulate a lot of things, a lot of different points. But you and I might not have the same opinion on what is considered woke and what isn't. One man's yeah. woke is another man's political principle. Now, I am not for wokeness, but I'm saying I, I'm presenting you the conundrum that you will be faced with when saying, well, these are the things we're not going to do. Third, allow credentials to be used to apply for government and federal contractor jobs. Okay, so now the government's going to recognize these institutions, but you're still going to federally fund it. It has to be funded. It will be federally. Grant credit to students for past coursework. Tax large private university endowments like Harvard's to pay for the free school. So you're stealing from Peter to pay Paul. I don't like Harvard. I don't like that woke agenda. I don't like that woke campus, but it is a business. Again, you have federal overreach reaching its fiscal hand into the pockets of privatized business and saying, because you are saying the things that we don't like, you're going to pay. I remember Trump making a very similar statement of Mexico is going to pay for the wall. Did Mexico pay for the wall? No, they did not. 
Trump has a habit of doing this, of pitting something that or going against somebody that we don't like. For example, hey, we don't like this company over here. Are we all in agreement? Yeah, we hate them. They're woke, blah, blah, blah. So what are we going to do? We're going to penalize them to pay for something that we like. Folks, do you not see how this is not, this doesn't line up with our principles as far as the federal government involving itself into the free market? You see, this is once again, this is once again highlighting the problem in academia right now. The government is at the root of all these costs. You want to bitch about inflated tuition. That's because of the government. Free market. I mean, I love how socialists will go, oh, these greedy capitalists. Well, I mean, who, like Milton Friedman talked about, I say, well, who, who's not greedy? Yeah. You think Russia isn't greedy? You think America isn't greedy? Everybody's greedy. But the problem is, though, when the government goes in there and favors a certain type of greed, which is corporatism. You cannot sit there and tell me that the government showing favoritism to one university over another is good just because we agree with it. The government needs to stay the hell out of it. That's the issue. Kirk is simping for saying, look, we're going to fix this by putting more government. But it's Trump, though, so it's okay. No, no, it's not. It doesn't matter. I don't care if the I don't care if Rand Paul got up there and was president and said the same thing. No, the answer is no. We do not need more federal involvement in the education system in the free market. In fact, somebody asked me yesterday on Twitter, "Is like, what should we do? I mean, what would you suggest as far as like for the failing academia? Number one, cut all federal grant and scholarship money. Do away with it. That's community. Let communities get involved on this. It's not the government." Secondly, abolish the Department of Education and kick it back down to the states. Let the states decide. 50 United States of America, because the federal government has already shown and proven they cannot handle it. They cannot manage it. And all they do is they weaponize these systems. It's like a back and forth, back and forth. Whoever's in power is going to weaponize academia. It needs to stop. It needs to stop. He says... Sue and fine institutions that fail to uphold free speech laws or encourage anti-Semitism. Now you're regulating free speech. You are trying to penalize free speech through the federal government. Are you kidding me with this? Are you kidding me with this? Sue and fine institutions that fail to uphold free speech laws or encourage anti-Semitism. Look, what are you talking about? I, I, had, I have a very good friend on Twitter yesterday. Uh, he's, he's a Jewish guy. And I, I'm just going to say this right now. Um, I, I have no beef with Jews. I, I you know, I, people talk about like, you know, taking up arms against Jews in America. Then you're my enemy. I will gladly take arm, arms against you as I would if you came after Muslims. And if they are Americans, they have every right to be here, every right to worship as they see fit. And just because you don't like them doesn't mean that you're warranted to take up arms against them. That's where I say, well, John, you sound like a Zionist. Zionist is the entirety of Israel basically creating its own state of existence. If that's what they want to do, do what you want. I don't care. Doesn't involve me. I don't want to pay for it. I'm worried about my little slice of pie over here in America. If Jews want to create another Zionism in Israel, be my guest. Doesn't concern me. I just don't want to pay for it. But that's what people are so afraid to come out and say, look, these are our Jewish Americans. We should be on their side in America that when there is anti-Semitism, when there's people actually making threats of violence to kill and murder, the stories that I've been hearing from Jews living in New York, like, John, I'm afraid to even go outside. It's insane right now. But instead, what does the White House say? Hey, we got to worry about Islamophobia. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But again, my Jewish friend over there said, you know, Thomas Massey voted against censuring Rashida Tlaib 
for pushing anti-Semitism. And he's like, you know, Thomas Massey is nothing more than a, than a plant. I was like, hold, hold on, bro. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. He's like, did Rashida Tlaib actually call for violence? No. Did she call or figure out or did she actually showcase a way to financially or any other way support Hamas? No. Then it's free speech. Now, I don't agree with it. I do not agree with her. Do you think her pushing the, uh, the bombing of the hospital? It's propaganda, it, but it's still free speech. So she's allowed to get up there and yeah. lie to all over. Hundred percent. Yeah. As long as you're not yeah. under oath, that's the so thing. That's what I'm like, you know, I, dude, I know, but that's lie. the thing, like, though. I, some I would, like, okay, Josh. Some would call you a liar for saying the election was rigged. Okay. You you fully believe it though. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying you believe that. But what if somebody else at the hands of the government says you're lying, you should be penalized, but you know in your heart of hearts you're not. The government well, shouldn't even be able to have that citizen. role. I'm not a congressional. I'm, I'm not in Congress. Are they not I'm entitled not to the same rights we are as representatives? I don't think when you get to that level of government- You're when asking you're making, politicians not to lie. That's, that's a bold assertion. Making, yeah, no. I know, I, I know, I know. Probably false. Yeah. Oh, I do. I, well, here's and the thing. Hamas, you know, released the video themselves. Oh, yeah. So she's yeah. clearly lying. 100%. So, yes. But she has the right. That's free speech. Once it's proven, I think, yeah. I agree. I, her, I uh, Dude, I'm right there with you. But her peers are like, yeah, she needs to be censored. Well, I've got an article on that that they are going after her now for that. They are. They're trying. Well, number one, I don't agree with censoring her. That is that is your right to free speech. Unless you are literally calling for American debt, you are physically doing this, then that's treason and you should be held accountable. But Thomas Massey, he's right on this one. It's like, I will not vote in favor of regulating free speech. Just like with here, they say, we're going to sue and fine institutions that fail to uphold free speech laws or encourage anti-Semitism. What is anti-Semitism? That is a belief, a vocalized belief that you just think that Jews, for whatever the case may be, you don't like Jews. Folks, do I have the right to go out there and say, I hate black people? Yes, you do have that right. Is it illegal? No, it's not. So what differentiates between that and saying, I hate Jews? There's not. It's the same thing. It's free speech. Again, I don't agree with said speech. That's not what I'm saying here. But when we get into the habit of saying the government, as Charlie Kirk, as Donald Trump are advocating for, the government should be in the position to say, that's anti-Semitic. We're going to sue you. That's not the federal government's role. Because again, folks, you, we view it in the sense of when we are in power. What happens when Democrats are in power? Then suddenly it's like, oh, wait a minute. Well, oh, 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 oh. when the sword swings back the opposite direction, then we take issue with it. That's the problem with a lot of Republicans. We've got to stand on principle on this one. No federal involvement. He doesn't stop there. He says, uh, we spend more money on higher education than any other country, and yet they're turning out students, they're turning our students into communists and terrorists and sympathizers of many, many different dimensions. We can't let this happen. Now, and the way the way the reason they capitulated this manner is because that's the way to encourage people to agree with a stronger federalized government by saying, hey, this is what the liberals are doing. This is what we're gonna do to combat it by pushing more federal government. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Do you think the best way is just to not fund these colleges? At yes, all? exactly. They yeah. never should have. They should. They have. never should have. That would be the best thing. to A hundred percent. But yeah, I agree. I don't think you start getting into all this. Stuff Absolutely where you're not. Yeah. People do stuff, and you're yeah. I, but again, like free Charlie, free spe- Charlie Kirk I, I, says this point. I think you know, and we start talking about pedophilia and that kind of stuff. That, oh you yeah. Know, I'm yeah. Not, you, you know. I just don't like the government regulating anything or them being the arbiter of free speech. It, like, no, absolutely not. Because again, one man's free speech is another man's freaking terrorist threats. I mean, 
again, you know, people talk about like anti-Semitism. What is anti-Semitism to you? And I feel like with what the left does, they have a very good way of doing this as far as like uh, this Marxist tactic of like changing the, the, the meaning of words. Because racism used to have a meaning. Now it doesn't. No. Racism is a buzzword. Islamophobia now is a buzzword. It's all buzzwords. So again, you know, the fact that this was put out there, I looked at this like, I feel like I've been vindicated. I feel like now people are finally waking up and seeing just how corrupt, just how worthless the likes of Turning Point are. But hey, at least they go up there to colleges and do good things, right? I mean, yes, of course they do. I see some comments. It's About what? Cody and his uh, commented on Charlie's tweet there. He says, I thought you loved capitalism. This isn't it. Charlie <laughs> comes back with, I'm for anything that disrupts the current status quo. There you go. Taxing endowments. There you go. That's, that's an admission right there. I'm for forsaking principle so long as we win. That's a leftist tactic. There are ways to achieve these victories by waking the voters up and making them understand, like, look, do you want to win the short-term battle or the war? The war is it should be the people versus the government. The battle is us versus the left. Fair enough, right? We can all agree on that. But the way to achieve a win in the war is not to compromise principles in the battles with the left. I'm sorry. That's the same thing of like, hey, man, if we got to cheat to win, then so so be it. Uh, then we then both I, sides lose. I would have just rather heard him say, I'm going to cut all federal spending on absolutely yes. universities. Absolutely. That would and, be it. And here's the thing. Trump also could have said, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to pay for I'll raise money to start an academy that you can take these courses online. And it will be recognized by the federal government. It's not the government interjecting itself saying we will recognize this. And what does that do? That creates a balance of power in the capitalistic market by saying, guess what? Now we have universities. I think Jordan Peterson is doing something very similar. But now we have universities that are actually going to use the, use the, utilize the capitalistic system by saying, look, these universities are woke. They are charging astronomical rates. We're going to teach you, you know, I'm not, I, I'd be very curious to see what these curriculums are going to entail. But they're going to say, we're going to teach you what you need to know without the woke bullshit. If you could basically position yourself in that manner, then you're really going to make a difference. Then you're really going to make a change. But when you utilize the federal arm to go in there fiscally and start saying, picking and choosing who you want to favor, I have to say absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is not the way forward. And this is very low for me on things that I'm concerned about, yeah. honestly. Well, I was talking to Rob Nor this morning. He actually made a really good point. He said, Rob said, I am a single issue voter, and this is the reason why. He said, my issue is education. He's like, when we have woke universities and stuff churning out these kids, these are voters. They're indoctrinating these people to vote, to become, to become Marxist, socialist, whatever you want to call it. It's like, we have to attack it as core. And it's like, I agree with you. It's like, but mine is the border. But I'm also not a single issue voter. I was like, but mine, I could say, you know, he makes a very good point. I was like, for me, it would be the border and then it would be education. It has to be attacked. And who who among us like can can sit there and say like I think these, these universities you, are not they're, I mean, they're you, pro, they're pushing a woke agenda. It's, you it's, take away federal spending. And I think that problem fixes solves itself. itself. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, because so, they're getting more of these kids in these uh, colleges that yeah. are subsidized by the government. And, yeah, but know. I mean, but where did wokeness in universities come from, though? That's that's the bigger question there. I, I don't know if that I mean, I maybe it could. I mean, look at Liz Warren. She was a <laughs> professor at Harvard. They're American, Native American. But these universities weren't like this until Trump. And I'm not I'm not ple I'm not blaming Trump on that one. I'm saying you don't think so. Not to this degree. Not to this degree. Not to this I degree. They, they've always been very oh liberal, yes, but never as much leaving. as I've seen now. But what was the shift? What caused the shift? I don't think it had anything to do with federal. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, I'm just gonna say I don't know. I'm open to opinions on that one. What caused the woke culture to infest and infect 
our university campuses. Like to me, I, it's a generational thing for sure because I know the boomers were not nearly this progressive. But uh, to me, I think social media plays a major so role easily, in that. Uh, influenced as to believing something, possibly. Because I'm telling you, like, I mean, kids definitely this dude are. I knew a few years ago, several years ago, we used to do golfing uh, several times, and <clears> he was a Democrat. Never had, you know. We had differing politics, but, right. you know, we always got along. And up until Trump, until the 2020 election, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he starts throwing out, he called uh, ra- he called the racists and what, fine people. He brought that up. Oh, yeah, he yeah. He said yeah. it for There's fine people on both sides. Yeah, yeah Trump was misquoted like, on that have one. Have you yeah. even looked that up? Yeah. I'm like, let's look up the transcripts yeah. right now. And Jack so Sobosak. I, I love that him. because I, I love how the example you're giving me, Jack Sobosak, who's blocked me on Twitter, debate me, coward. He's doing the exact same thing. DeSantis did an interview yesterday, and it talked about essentially them trying to remove Trump off the ballot. And DeSantis said, like, look, if he's a felon, I don't think he should run. But he never said Trump shouldn't be on the ballot. Sobasek is out there spreading misinformation. That's what DeSantis says. Like, DeSantis didn't say that. DeSantis said, like, if he's a convicted felon, he probably shouldn't run. But nowhere did he actually say he should not be allowed on the ballot. Never has he said that. But the Jack Sobaseks and the rest of these liars and these turning point shardens push this narrative. The same thing they did to Trump with the there's fine people on both sides or the inject them with bleach. If you watch the entirety of the clip, Trump did not say that. But when these grifters are doing the same thing that our enemy did to Trump, and now they're doing it to DeSantis, then you're no better than the left. Charlie Kirk comes out there and says, hey, I'm for whatever. I'm for utilizing these leftist tactics. Why not? As long as it achieves us a victory. But at what cost? Because now you've forsaken your, your constitutional principles to say, well, you know, hey, so so be it. As long as we win, right? This is ridiculous. Yeah. Because once the right falls and succumbs to this, it's war. It is war. The right has got to toe the line, and there are ways we can go about securing these victories by getting to people to become more, a, little bit more, a little bit more open-minded toward libertarian principles by saying, no federal government, yeah. none, get them out, shrink it, shrink the government. But instead, the message is, no, we need more of it to combat the left, like Kirk is pushing here. Hell no. Absolutely not, because guess what, folks? After you've achieved said victory, say like we did win, say like this did work, what are you left with? An oversized federal government. And you show me, folks. You show me, Charlie Kirk. When was the last time we saw the federal government ever get its fingers out of the pie? It doesn't. It never has, and it never will. Until it's forced. Until it's forced. So this all sounds good in theory. It all sounds great to brief. But pragmatic application, five years from now, you're looking at, well, now the federal government's Democrat-controlled again. And guess what they're doing? They're targeting those same universities that you basically stood up and said, hey, we're doing this to combat the left. But ultimately, this is once again at its core, at its root, more federal interjection or interventionalism into the free market. Because folks, do not get it twisted. Universities, college campuses, that's free market. That is free market. It's a business. It is a business. Hospitals, that's a business. Get out of it. I do not agree with that. So I'm glad I'm glad the likes of Charlie Kirks and the rest of them are actually finally coming out there and conceding to the fact, yes, you are for big government. You are at core. Because don't even get it twisted. Just because Trump Trump is at the top of that, you are still for big federal government. It doesn't matter if you put Trump, Biden, it doesn't matter. If DeSantis people were saying this, I would still disagree. It's like you are wrong on this. This is not what we need. This is a this isn't a this is not a DeSantis versus Trump battle. This is a people versus the government because it's ultimately going to be the people that suffer from this. 
It's going to be your taxpayer money that goes into this. And if these, if the, if the, if the government sues universities, folks, that's your money. That is your money being used to weaponize the federal government to go after universities. Look, look, here's the deal. If Josh starts a college and says, I'm going to teach underwater bas- basket weaving, is it the federal government's right to sit there and say, no, you can't? Hell no. Absolutely not. You got to be kidding me with this take. It's horrible. It's a horrible take. But hey, as long as Trump says it, right, Kirk? Yeah. God King. Do what he says, right? Don't push back. Don't stand for individual rights. Don't stand for capitalism. Don't stand for a free market. Just stand for Trump's going to fix our problems. It's fucking stupid. It is stupid. It is a dumb way to go. But hey, again, cult of personality. Like, don't you dare. Don't you dare speak out against this. Now I'm going to look. I'm going to wait to see. Folks, I'm telling you, how many times have I preached to you about these people? For what reason do I have to go against them? I've given you every example under the sun and people will still not believe me, but I challenge you. I challenge you. Every turning point influencer, DM them this and see what they say. Tag them in this, see what they say. I dare you. I dare you. This is not a DeSantis versus Trump. This is a people versus the government. You're either on the side of the people and the constitution, or you're on the side of big government. The big government does not fix our problems. My God, it didn't even the God of the GOP Reagan say, I'm from the government. I'm here to help is like the biggest scary thing ever. Yeah. But suddenly it's okay. As long as Trump is the government, get out of here with that bullshit. Get out of here with that bullshit. I am so sick and tired of people doing this. Your principles go to the wayside as long as we can just beat the left. That's what made Trump so popular. That's, I mean, that was his thing. That's what he, that's what he pitched to the people. Why he's still so popular. You know, that's. Is it, I'm going to, you know, I'm, she would be in jail. Okay, fair enough. But I, then that I was kind of the start he, of. His supporters are so loyal yeah. to him is because the government has let us down so often. Absolutely. And so many. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, here's a guy who's against the establishment that none of them like him. So it's more yeah. of a, you know. A thumb in the eye to the uh, yeah. establishment. I was, absolutely, yeah. You know I, mean? I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, I mean, honestly, who wouldn't be on that and side? I, 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 I fully he, get that. And did a pretty good job while president. You know? For two years. Yeah. For two years. Then the other two years, he fucked it all up. Uh, I don't know about it. He fucked it all up, but. I'm not doing this with you today. Yeah. I am not. I ain't got the to. energy for you today. We I do have not to. have the energy for your bullshit today, Josh. I don't have it. But I'm just, I just want to see. I want to see how many of the turning point influencer extraordinaires, like this Dom LaCour guy, Dom Luke, I don't know who this, this guy is. He's this dude on Twitter. Know. He's got like almost a million followers. Everybody. Oh, yeah. And he's always like, so-and-so, you're next to be exposed. What are you talking about? And then suddenly, guess what? He gets invited to Mar-a-Lago. Now he's hobnobbing with the bigwigs. He's got his take. I'm in. I'm in. Every single one of these grifters, I'm in. And then you start seeing a shift and what they stand for. Before, it was for the Constitution. It was for freedom. It was for doing the right thing. It was for being on the side of the people. And then, what does he do? Suddenly, it's Trump talking points. It's the same thing. Now, you're beholden to the man because you're getting exposed to all these other big-name politicians. Yeah. They're going to come to you saying, hey, we'd like, to, uh, we'd like to hire you to do some work for us to you know, push some talking points out to your following. And then once you, and folks, you mark my words, when you take that first check, you've sold out. As soon as you have taken the money from the campaign, you've sold out. 
Why? Because now you can't say anything negative about them. Because if you do, the money dries up and you're out of the big club. No more going to Mar-a-Lago. No more getting to take pictures with the president. I mean, is that is that catchy? Of course it is. I'm not going to sit there and say the temptation isn't there for a lot of these people. I get it. A lot of these influencers do not have money. I understand that. But as soon as you take that check and you cannot criticize, look at Cat Turd. Now, I know a lot of you don't know who I'm talking about. This is a guy on Twitter. Cat, everybody knows Cat Turd. Cat Turd. One of the biggest sellouts I've ever seen in my entire life. There are so many tweets of this guy saying DeSantis is the best governor in the world. And then DeSantis announces a run. And then suddenly DeSantis is the worst man in the world. Intellectual dishonesty. Yeah. You're a liar. You're a charlatan. You're a shill and a simp. I've listened to your podcast. You're a redneck from a trailer. And I don't know what, what I mean, I, dude, I've tried listening to podcasts on Rumble. It is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. You sit there and it's like, I want to blow my fucking brains out. Like, I, what are you even talking about? Apparently they're having some kind of get together now. All the cat turds extraordinary in the litter box. It's clever. It's clever, but I'm just kind of like, it's a Magadonian loyalist uh, suck off yeah, is what it is. And I'm sorry. There, there's a difference. If somebody comes out there and says, like your position, like John, I agree Trump did a lot of stupid things and I also like DeSantis, but these people don't do that. It is like the Alex Brussowitz nerds out there. These guys that they don't even know what a vagina looks like in real life outside of Pornhub. They come out there and they're just like, you know, they were singing DeSantis's praises when he was governor and actually taking the fight to the left in the cultural realm. He takes on the likes of Disney. He takes on the likes of CRT. He goes after these people. And what happens? He starts winning. And all these people are like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, we love him. Great guy. The same ones that were on Trump's team. But then when DeSantis runs, Trump gives the order to every single one of those little robots saying, now you badmouth DeSantis. Now you talk shit. Now you try and decredit. You, you try and criticize him. All for that money. All for that money. And it was funny watching Cat Turd in real time. This guy's such a loser. I will debate any single one of you. Any single one of you. I challenge you. Bad faith types of arguers out there. And then, and then it, man, you can tell when it starts. You can tell when that paycheck hits the account. Because then suddenly it starts with a whisper. Oh, I, I really wish DeSantis wouldn't have run. And then it starts to grow in volume. Oh, what is DeSantis doing going against Trump? Oh, DeSantis is so disloyal to Trump. Oh, why didn't he just wait his turn? And then you start to see it grow and grow. And before you know it, they've turned into complete anti-DeSantis people. I have said this for so long. I didn't leave Trump. He left me. You left me a long time ago. Uh, Alex Shepard, this kid who I saw on Twitter, he made a post yesterday. I uh, was at the January 6th protest. He's going to serve 19 months now. He made a big tweet about it. Got a lot of circulation. Said, hey, I'm turning myself in today because of what I did. Uh, I was 19 then. It was three years ago. I fought against this. I go in there proudly. I'm like, okay, where's Trump? Did he donate to your, your campaign at all? Did, did, he, did he help you in your defense? Did he say anything? Did he visit you? Did he call you? And then people in there are like, oh, you're such a patriot. For what? You broke in. You pushed past police barricades. You go into the house because he was like, I was protesting in the people's house. You were violating a constitutionally protected process. Because even Trump said it. He condemned you. I've got the fucking tapes. These heinous acts on America, it's just, it should have been tolerated. It's horrible. Trump himself condemned you. 
And yet you sit there and you suck the dick of the same guy that turned his back on you. And you have the audacity to sit there and look me dead in the eyes and say, oh, it's not a cult. It absolutely is a cult. Marjorie Taylor Greene catfighting with Laura Loomer is the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I love it. It's a cult. It is a cult. He didn't donate to you. He condemned you. And you show up to prison wearing his face on your chest. Now, you tell me that's not a cult. Any man that will sit there and worship a politician is not a man at all. That's pathetic. I would never even worship DeSantis. That's disgusting. And I tweeted, it's like, this is sad. Honestly, as angry as this makes me, this is sad because this 19-year-old is now a convicted felon. He's a convicted felon for the rest of his life. I almost think that's why it's really important that Trump get out of all of these uh, indictments because it, if they do, if they can do it to him, and I think I almost think that's why they're doing it to all these other. Well, when Trump like comes Menendez. out there with two CNN reporters and says, "Oh yeah, this is classified. I shouldn't have been showing you this," like you're giving them the ammunition to use against you. Some of these di- indictments are going to stick. He's guilty of. Uh, he literally came uh, out on audio and said it. He, I mean, the audio is there. They're using it against him. And Trump's Trump Jr.'s testimony yesterday did not do him any good. Like now, it's I'm not a lawyer, but I'm not going to say this like, oh, they got him. There's a lot of people out there right there on the DeSantis side. It's like, oh, they've got they've turned yeah, into liberal be, talking points now. It's like, wait a minute, man. For like about six years now. Yeah, it's like, come on, dude. Like he's like the Teflon Don. Now we got him. Now we got him. It's like, uh, hold on. Now he is guilty of some things. I'm not going to say that he's not. He literally came out on audio. I don't know if he is or if he isn't. He literally said it. He said it on audio. He's like, I shouldn't be showing you. These are classified. <laughs> and these were CNN reporters. <laughs> CNN reporters. I'm just like, ah, uh, what are you doing? What are you doing, you dumbass? But what does he do? Who does he surround himself with? Roger Stone, Crackhead Lindell, Jack Sobasex. Like, come on, man. I am tired of this, this circus show. I am tired of it. But anyway, the point still being, these people sell out so quick. Because I get the same things like, oh, DeSantis is paying you. You do realize there's a way to prove that, right? You, you know there's a way to, you can actually see who they pay money to. I'm not on that list. I will never be on that list. I would never be on that list. I will never take money from a political campaign. Never. Unless it was Rand Paul. If it was Rand Paul, absolutely I would. Or Thomas Massey. Yeah, I'd do it for them. Because I actually, I fully believe in them as far as libertarians. Well, constitutionalists will say that. But I'll never take money from a campaign. Won't do it. And people that tell me that I sell out, you do realize that, you know, they said your, your platform is big on, built on MAGA. My platform is built on fat shaming motherfuckers. Let's get, let's, let's get that straight right off the bat. My platform was built on me vocalizing my opinion, not giving two fucks about who disagrees with it. And that has never changed. Case in point, why I'm no longer voting for Donald Trump. The same group of people that I once stood for, hardcore, not even four years ago, the videos are still there to prove it. I am adamantly against now for the sake of standing with the Constitution. So if I'm a sellout, you explain to me, number one, who I sold myself to and for how much. I really want to know. Because if you think that I don't face consequences for the shit that I say in these shows and it's reflected in our sales of shell shock. I'll never shop from you again because you support dissent. Then fuck off. I'm not changing my position. If you can't differentiate between my ideals that are rooted in constitutionality and saying, this is why I support this guy. And of course, DeSantis is not going to pass a constitutional purity test. It's impossible. Nobody does. But I got to pick the lesser of two evils. I got to pick the one that I feel best aligns with my beliefs. And I do feel like that's Ron DeSantis. I don't feel like it's Donald Trump. I just don't. But I'm the sellout. I always get, you're such a sellout. 
Dude, you know, part of me kind of wishes it was true because I'd love that money. Alice Bruslowitz got to get paid like 35000 a month from Trump to go out there and just lie to mother. $35,000 a month. It's proven. It's in the records. It's a lot of money. That's just Alex Bresowitz. Debate me, coward. Come on the show and debate me. I'm your worst nightmare. You won't fuck with me, Apollo. 35 grand. Jeez. He's built Candace. his own legacy media. He has. Through the Influencer Network. And I said yeah. this years ago, it's a smart way to go. It is a smart way to go. It really is. It is. It's just, I mean, it, how it, do you combat, it proves uh, though, because media. once the king turns, once the king starts drifting from that constitutional course, now you got to follow that ship all the way down to the bottom of the ocean. And that's where they're going. These sellouts, the cat turds, the Kirks, the Brussowitz, all these people are sellouts to the constitution. Forget who they're taking money from. If you're going to take money from the, I don't care. But when you reverse direction and you go against the principles of liberty, and free market, free trade. I don't even know why you called yourself an American. Call yourself a Venezuelan at this point. It's ridiculous. But that's what they do. But Trump was smart for utilizing this. But yeah, that's what happens. I have never taken money from a politician or a political pack or anything. I never will. It won't happen. It won't happen. And I say fuck too much. They'll never have me on their campaign. <laughs> Yeah, there's no telling what those guys say behind closed doors. Oh, man. The, the shit that goes on at the turning point ordeals. We're talking about drug-fueled orgies and stuff. Nobody wants to talk about it. It's, it's real. It's true. You get a bunch of teenagers. They call themselves conservative. They're teenagers. They yeah. want to fuck. That's what they do. Yeah. Just because they're conservatives doesn't make them any different. I, you know, I'm just kind of like, be open with it. Like, yeah, I have sex with lots of people. It's called being a young man. Now, if you're against that, that's fine. But I just love how conservatives always try and duck that. It's like, why don't you just own that shit? Stop Stop giving into these leftist things. Of like, I thought you were supposed to be like, no, I have a dick. I like to use it. That whole no nut November thing. Yeah, failed that one on day one. That ain't going to happen. Problem is, I like vagina. Who, I'm sorry. Who keeps starting these things? Some moron virgins that are just kind of like, well, I'm not getting laid. Might as well make a big deal about it and try and convince people to show some, show, show some restraint. Right. Okay. So you're telling me that you don't want to have sex for a month be- well, why? 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 What's the point? What do you win? What will you prove to yourself that you're disciplined? Okay. Don't touch your pecker. Let her touch it. There you go. Same thing applied. I just don't get it. I don't, I don't get it, but moving on. We're taking your calls today. 214-817-1689. Again, that number is 214-817-1689. Call into the show. Let me know what you think. Right now and next in the news, we've got Netanyahu rejects Biden. Good job. He says, uh, basically, no pause in fighting without release of hostages. Well said. Very well done. That's exactly the position to take. Stick with this saying, we will not relent until they let go of those hostages. So the death continues. We got a call? Go ahead and put on through. Let's do this. Standing by. Start at the beep. Yellow. Howdy. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. Um, actually, I was going to talk to you about yesterday's show. Yeah, go ahead. So I asked, yeah, last night I was talking to my wife about it, and I said, you know, like, hey, um, what if I said I wanted a prenup when we got married? Because, you know, when we got married, we were poor white trash, and uh, we're really concerned about money, mm-hmm. but we're older and wiser now. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> she actually brought up some pretty good points because she said, yeah, absolutely, I'd sign that. 
question, she brought up some pretty good points, you know, she's like, well, when people talk about prenups, they only want to talk about men. Yeah. But prenups work both ways. Mm-hmm. So when she, but she brought up some pretty valid points too. She said, you know, so right now, obviously the, that ship has sailed in terms of us getting a prenup, but in a scenario where, um, in a scenario where she was getting, you know, on the market again, mm-hmm. very likely it's because she had to cash in on a pretty sizable life insurance policy. So yeah. she was saying, you mm-hmm. know, like at that point, instead of the prenup just being for her protection, now we're protecting our kids. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do want to go back to the original so, reason of how she said, though, it's it's mainly for men that bring this up or, or geared towards men. Why is that? Well, I mean... I would, I would, I would say there's like, there's some psychological factors and there's, there's definitely some financial motivators. Cause oh, you know, some. there's a lot, to, there's a lot. Have you seen dudes get drugged through well, the courts and these women taking them for everything they've got? I mean, come on. I mean, this is this, I know this sounds anecdotal, but there's a reasoning for this, but yes, I think the very premise of a prenup protects both parties. But I think, you know, when you see these vindictive women and men do it too, I'm not saying that men don't do this. Of course they do it regardless of which side does it, but it does protect you. And I like how your wife put that. It's very well said that like, say like she does cash in on your life insurance policy because you, for some reason, you know, God forbid, um, and then she has that money. If she gets to another marriage, does that next guy get access to your fund? Of course not. That's hers. She came to the table with that. Now, what you build together, that's different. That's different. But I feel like what you enter into a relationship with, that stays yours no matter what. You built that on your own. I think that's a very fair assessment. Yeah, it was. It, well, it was funny because she's like, are you trying to pick a fight with me? I was like, no, no, no. I just, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just posting the question just to see, you know, cause like we're older and we're, we're wiser now. Like when, when we yeah. got married, I was washing dishes for a living. So I was like, yeah, what's she going to take? <laughs> she's going she gonna... <laughs> she to take the lawn <laughs> chair I, I, I have for I, my, not... my lazy boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, she, yeah, she, exactly. She's going to, she's going to take my folding chair that I sit yeah. on to play video games. Like, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's like now look, we've, true. we've, we've moved, we've moved forward then but um, good good you know, i'm happy to hear but, that yeah we were but but yeah i just i, just, I thought it was, that was a that was a pretty pretty valid point she's like you know because like if a, if we cash is so very likely mm-hmm. you know we're in a, we're in a good place knock on wood marriage wise that's but, good um, that's good you know so very likely if, if she was on the market again she's like yeah i would absolutely demand it because she's like at this point you know there's there's you know three quarters of a million dollars give or take yeah. uh, in life insurance money that's at stake like and then and then she's like you know if I if I made a bad call on somebody, well now this yeah. person is taking away what you provided with yeah. kids. I'm like, well, like so so she 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 passed she passed my test. <laughs> you she's better hope she did. Now. You got kids now. You're stuck <laughs> in that marriage, bro. You ain't getting out of that. No, no, it's, I'm, that's she, awesome. She asked me, well, she asked me if I would demand one. I was like, well, you know, like the dating market's terrible, so I'm probably just going to die alone. We, I don't think we really have to worry too much. <laughs> Tyler, oh, my God. I don't want to share time, but Tyler was telling us some of his dating stories as of late, and it's just like, oh, my God. Even Sheila tells me her girlfriend's like, you know, they tell her about their dating experience. She's like, I'm so glad I'm not in the dating market world anymore. It's like, it's just horrible. The picks are trash. It is garbage right now. And like, it sucks. How did you know she didn't have a penis? <laughs> <laughs> Huge Adam's apple. Well, you don't know these days. Uh, like, you really don't. Because yeah, some yeah, of these fine. trans people, they do look like women. And then you pull the pants down. It's like, son of a bitch. Oh, man. It's a feminine it, penis. <laughs> it's terrifying because they have back then. It's like, does this make me gay? 
No, according to the left, no, it doesn't. Chew on that for a minute. As long as the penis is attached to a woman, it doesn't make you gay. But if it's attached to a man, then yes, it makes you super gay. I, where the logic is with that, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, appreciate your call, dude. Thanks so much for tuning <laughs> in. All right, folks. The number, as you see at the bottom of your screen, it is 214-817-1689. Do me a favor. You're watching over on Twitter. Retweet the space. Greatly appreciate that, man. It really helps us get the uh, get the word out, get more people tuned in. Netanyahu says no pause in fighting the, without the release of the hostages. Uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu told his nation on Friday evening that he had refused the Biden administration's request for a pause in fighting, ostensibly for humanitarian purposes. Netanyahu, and again, I love how they try and phrase this. It's like, it's for humanitarian purposes. No, it's not. What you're doing is you're allowing the enemy more time to retreat, more time to fortify, more time to plan and stri- strategificate how they're going to fight you back in the, the great city of Palestine, Palestinia, but whatever they call it, we're going, we're going to freedom the shit out of it. <laughs> So I'm saying resurrect the ghost of George Bush Sr. and just decimate. Now, Netanyahu recounted that he had met earlier in the day with Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, who was completely worthless, and showed him footage of the Hamas attack on Israel on October 7th. Breitbart News was among the first to review the footage last week in Israel. He also said, I appreciate the consistent support of the President Biden, the American administration, and the American people. He then continued, I conveyed to him that we are continuing with all of our might. Israel refuses a temporary ceasefire that does not include the liberation of our hostages. Israel will not allow fuel into the Gaza Strip and opposes the transfer of money into the Strip. President Joe Biden and the White House have called for a pause in fighting, supposedly to to allow for humanitarian aid to enter Gaza Strip and allow space for Hamas to free some of the 241 hostages it is believed to hold. This is a very good position to put yourself into. Say, yes, we will pause. We will allow for humanitarian aid when you release the hostages. And Hamas will not do that. We know Hamas will not release those hostages. Because if Hamas does release hostages, that means what? You've lost. You've lost your bargaining tool. They know this. They're going to hold on to that poker chip for as long as they can. Because as long as they hold those hostages, they feel like they have some type of leverage. Israel is 100% right on this one, saying the bombings will continue until you release our people. That's, that's the only way to go. Now you put the focus back on Hamas, saying, if you truly care, if you truly want a ceasefire, if you truly want to end this war, you better let them go. And if they don't, which we know they won't, it's on them. It is on them. You Palestinian lovers, you can't argue that. You cannot argue that point. I know you want to so bad because you just want to side with them because you hate Jews deep down inside. I know it. But you can't argue that fact. If Hamas refuses to release the hostages, there's a reasoning for it. And by the way, there's Americans in there as well. There's Americans in there. So for Biden to say, pause for a ceasefire, it should be no. Go in there and get our boys. We're trusting you. Yeah, this was back Netanyahu. Back Netanyahu, hands down. And don't sit there and try and fence ride this one and say that we also want to supply aid to Gaza. Fuck Gaza. Absolutely not. Hamas yeah. controls Gaza. That's the only that, that that's all it is. But we talk about Rashida Talib. And you know, this is interesting. I I didn't see this coming, but there's gonna be a lot of infighting within the DNC, which is a good thing. Pro-Israel Democratic Group releases ad criticizing Rashida Talib. The reason this is going to defy the the DNC is the DNC is the woke monster that we're currently fighting right now that someone like Rashida Tlaib that is actually advocating for a terrorist organization through a free speech by saying, you know, oh, Palestine's so innocent. She's like, the Palestine is like the didn't do nothing of like countries out there. It's like, oh, they're such a great country. They're on their way to just achieving world peace. They didn't do anything. 
And then there's Rashida Tlaib, you know, in her bathrobe, curlers, like smoking a cigarette, like about 130 pounds overweight in some trailer park track area out there. It's like, oh, they didn't do anything. They're good people. They just try to make a living. What you talking about? That's her. That's her right now. And it's the funniest thing ever. And Rashida Tlaib's going to sit there. And so she's blue in the face and say that, you know, Palestine is just the greatest nation in the world. That's why Jordan doesn't let them in. That's why Egypt doesn't want them. That's why none of these Arab countries, it's kind of like, you know, it's like, hey, your cousin needs a place to stay. And they're like, oh, so sorry, we're, 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 we're full up. Like, but you got a hotel right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's out of commission. Why? Because nobody wants you in your shit culture. Nobody wants you in your shit culture. That's the truth. They don't want to deal with the terrorism that comes attached to you. They don't want Hamas in their countries. Am I wrong? I mean, Yemen, they're over there going, like, we're declare war in America. Well, then let the Palestinians in. You, we, you know, we're just going to declare war in America. That's about all we're going to do. You can stay there. It's like, it's just, it's, it's so telling. It is so telling, but Democrats will never concede this. At least Rashida Tlaib won't. Elhan Omar won't. It's because your country's shit. Nobody likes Palestinians. You're assholes. You blow shit up. You murder innocent people. Nobody likes you. Pro-Israel Democrat group released an ad in Detroit on Thursday attacking Representative Rashida Tlaib for her calls for a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war and her criticism of the Israeli government. The six-figure TV ad bought by Democrat majority for Israel airs in Tlaib's district in Michigan and points to her vote against the bill to replenish Israel's Iron Dome missile defense system in 2021 and against a resolution to stand with Israel amid the war last week. Um, Y'all want to... For more, I think this is the actual commercial. Uh, the people in the Detroit area deserve to know the facts about her positions. The DMFI president, Mark Mellon, said in a statement, our ad clearly shows her wanton disregard for the safety of the citizens of one of the United States' closest allies, Israel. When reached for comment in response to the ad, a spokesperson for Tlaib pointed to Politico to pass statements the congresswoman has made on the Israel-Hamas war. Last week, Tlaib said in a statement that achieving a just and lasting peace where Israelis and Palestinians have equal rights and freedoms and where no person lives in fear for safety requires ending the blockade occupation and dehumanizing system of apartheid there is no apartheid state you do know that muslims can live in israel or at least they could you do know that israelis could not live in palestine you you know that right right come on you're from palestine you claim to be you should know this right rashida talib is the biggest reason why we should repeal the 19th just saying i'm just saying it's ridiculous Liars, liars extraordinaire. You are liars. You wanted to defund the Iron Dome. Why? To make Israel weaker. You know what you're doing. You're doing it right in front of everybody's face. But now the DNC, this is what I love about Democrats. The DNC, with the likes of electing Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, Cory Bush, AOC, the Jihad Squad of Minority Dipshits, now you've got another problem anti-Semitism, and it's spreading within the DNC, and you can't control it, and it's clearly evident. It is clearly evident. So now, you're going to have a lot of infighting. Good luck. Good luck, because the DNC, according to its own terms, if you go against Islam, you're Islamophobic. But now, suddenly, they don't know what to do. The monster they created, they now have to fight, and I'm absolutely here for it. I'm going to get my popcorn and I'm going to watch him go at it because it's the greatest thing ever.
shut up. Seriously, I would pay to watch this unfold. If this was a pay-per-view event, I would pay to watch it. It's going to be that good. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. Number is 214-817-1689. Uh, we're going to watch the ad right quick. Right quick, quick fashion in a hurry. Apparently, this is the ad that was taken out against her. Let me put the other headphones on so I can hear it. We'll hold calls in the interim. Hold on one second. This is the ad apparently they have ran against her. Let's uh, turn it on real quick so don't blow your eardrums out. There we go. More foreign nationals prepared to leave Gaza by Rafra crossing into Egypt on Thursday. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to see the family that I left behind or the friends that I left behind. I don't know behind. if this is the actual ad. People are dying. Everybody's dying. Nobody's safe. Egypt said it plans to evacuate around 7,000 foreign nationals, including some 400 Americans through the Rafah crossing. We've got out today 74 American folks uh, out that are dual citizens. Working nonstop to get Americans out of Gaza soon. The latest number, in addition, is five U.S. citizens who crossed into Egypt Wednesday. The number of trucks entering Gaza continues to increase significantly. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said Thursday Israel previously agreed to a temporary pause in the war. Do we advocate pauses by both sides here, temporary, localized, to be able to get Americans out, to be able to get aid in? You betcha we do. That doesn't mean that we're calling for a general ceasefire. At an event in Minnesota on Wednesday, the president urged more humanitarian aid for Gaza. The number of trucks entering Gaza continues to increase significantly, but we still have a long way to go. The United States is going to continue to drive humanitarian support for innocent people in Gaza who need help, and they do need help. Yeah, I mean, this isn't the ad that I thought it was because it's uh, attached to the actual article I'm reading. I thought this would be the, the actual video that goes and condemns Rashida Tlaib. Um... Uh, let me see if I can find it. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Yeah, against condemning brutal attack on Israel by Hamas. This is on um uh, this is on YouTube. Here we go. She's one of only It's going to be a it's going to be a short one. It looks like it's about 20 seconds. Let's give it a listen here. Stand by. She's one of only seven Democrats in Congress to vote against missile protection for Israel. One of only nine Democrats against condemning the brutal attack on Israel by Hamas. Her legislation would allow the terrorists to rearm themselves. And she refuses to answer even this horrific question. You can't comment about Hamas terrorists chopping off baby pets? Tell Rashida Tlaib she's on the wrong side of history and humanity. Damn. I mean, I think they could have done more personally, but it's something. It's some, this is again, this is brought to you by Democrats. Damn. I love the infighting. Love the infighting. Hezbollah leader near Nasrallah vows to continue attacks on American troops. This is three hours ago. Hezbollah leader Hassan Nasrallah said the terrorist group will continue its attacks on U.S. troops in Iraq and Syria. Folks, what have I said about this? Pull them out. As long as you leave our troops there, you're leaving them bait to take to draw us into another war. Get our troops out. They've already said they're going to continue the, the attacks. Is Iraq going to fend this off? I wouldn't count on it. They'll vocally give you a lot of lip service, but I would not count on that. 
The Israeli made the comment in a televised speech Friday addressing the ongoing Israeli-Hamas conflict. I listened to it on my rucksack march this morning. Just a lot of nonsense, a lot of lies, bullshit, 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 bullshit. That's all it was. And people, I was listening to a space that was actually uh, broadcasting this. Like, man, this guy goes on forever. It's like, you, you don't know Arab culture, do you? It's like every time we'd sit down with an imam to have a key leader's engagement, you're there for at least two hours. Why? Because they're going to do nothing but bitch. They bitch a lot. They bitch and they lie a lot. That is their culture. Like these guys are just kind of like, hey, the sun, the too bright, it's too hot. I don't know why they're Jews all of a sudden, but still, still, nah, that's my Jewish impersonation. Hey, if I wasn't real. Nah. The U.S. must be held accountable and pay the price for the, It's always the U.S. It's always us. For the first time in forever, this one wasn't us, finally. It's like, we didn't do this one. How about, say, the American politicians? Oh, no, it's too easy to generalize people. I mean, it's more accurate, right? Yeah. The US, be, U.S. must be held accountable and pay the price for the crimes perpetrated by Israel in Gaza. Hence, resistance movements have attacked and will continue to attack American forces in Iraq and Syria, his bowler leader vowed. He continued, Israel has revealed itself to be a weak state, as fragile as a spider web. Is that why you're always crying about them? Is, is that why you cry about them? Is that why you're not attacking right now? You'll attack small bases. Come on. Let's, let's do a war. Do a war with Israel. Do it. Have a war and see what happens. They will decimate you. You and your little freaking Allah Akbar crybabies, they will fucking run you into the ground and build synagogues atop your bodies, and I hope they do. You're a worthless culture. You're a culture of parasites in the Middle East. Praising Hamas for its violent attacks and referring to Israel as the occupiers, Nasrallah said October 7th terrorist attacks were strictly a Palestinian operation. No, they weren't. But at least thank you for conceding that Palestine did coordinate the attack. Appreciate that. Thank you for conceding that fact. It was Palestine. Nasrallah made the statement assertions about Iran, claiming the deadly attacks were perpetrated without the Iranian government's knowledge. The Iranian government actually said, yes, they, they acknowledge this. Like, I love this. This is no different than American politics. It's like, literally, you could kill somebody. And somebody's like, well, Josh didn't do it. It's like, well, I saw him do it. It's like, well, you're lying. No, I literally saw it. Like, we literally saw Iran. We heard Iran say, yes, yes. And then Hezbollah's like, uh, no, they didn't. But we love Iran, but no, they didn't. This is how stupid these people are. This is how stupid it is. It, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. That's why I'm just kind of like, just wipe them off the face of the map. Just, just get rid of them. Look, like, I'm tired. If I have to listen to another uh, Middle Eastern Hitler take, I swear to God, it sounds just like Hitler. At the end, he started screaming. And all I could think of is... That's what it was. It was the same thing. Same thing. But instead of a mustache, he's wearing a turban this time. That's all it is. Same difference. Same difference. Violent political ideologies rooted in some type of justification because we're the good guys. Sure you are. Sure you are. All right, moving away from this. Target CEO. Calls Pride Month display backlash a first time the team felt not safe at work. Hold on. I haven't even read this article yet. This was not a pride thing. This was you with trans bullshit with tuck-friendly swimsuits where kids could see them on full display under the pride section. You did this to yourself. If you felt unsafe, good. You deserve it. You deserve it. I don't feel bad for you. I don't. You targeting children with the intent of pushing the trans agenda of genital mutilation? I hope you do feel unsafe. You're disgusting. When you go after the kids, all bets are off. 
Your rights go out the window. You deserve a bullet in the head. Nope. That is not your right to free speech. You have no right to try and transition children or to convince children to make grown adult decisions. That's disgusting because pedophilia is not far behind them. It ain't. Oh, love is love. Love is love, Josh. Yeah, not when you're trying to identify a kid's sexuality. Yeah. It's a kid. It's a kid. And you're talking to him about sexuality. Yep. As a stranger. Pedophiles. They're pedophile lovers. That's exactly what this is. The retail giant was forced to remove LGBTQ displays after growing online currency. Oh, you weren't forced. You, oh, no, 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 no. Nobody, don't you dare sit there and try and position yourself as if you're some kind of victim and you had to bow down. You were for, no, you chose to do it. You could have left it up. You could have left it up. You could have went the route of boy of uh, Bud Light, but you backed down. Damn right you did. People got sick of your bullshit. Target CEO Brian Cornell suggested the backlash the retail giant faced back in May over its LGBTQ pride displays was the first time some team members claimed it was not safe at work. Cornell appeared Thursday on CNBC where he discussed declining sales, particularly following protests and critiques of its Pride Month merchandise. While on the topic, he insisted that employees felt more unsafe during the controversy than they did during natural disasters and violent Black Lives Matter protests. Well, at least you'll admit that. But yeah, at least, you know, you know what the Black Lives Matter protest accomplished? Jack shit. Nothing. Nothing. Then you had your, your, your CEO and all their family steal from you. How is that not? <laughs> I mean, you have to laugh at the irony of this. Like, black people aren't violent. We don't but You stole from your own. How is that not indicative of your culture in America? And of course, not all black people. I'm not saying that. But you literally stole millions from your own, and those millions should have been spent on inner city schools to help better the education system for young black kids to get the fuck out of these ghettos and make something of themselves. You know how many successful black people I've talked to that actually come from those backgrounds? Like, I can't wait to get the fuck away from you. You are cancer. You are toxic. You are what's making black people look bad on the international scale. You are the problem. And the further I can get away from you, the better. And the thing, the struggle they fight is black people not being associated with the ghetto gangbanging thug pieces of shit. They're like, that ain't me. Don't lump me in with them. I feel bad for these guys. I do. Like blacks out there that are legitimately trying to make it in this world. It's hard. I'm not going to lie. It's hard. But then they get associated with these morons over there. It sucks. It really sucks. I hate that for them. But then when you had the likes of BLM, the, the leadership, stealing millions in actual black nepotism, and nothing happens. And then you sit there and you wonder, why would I ever, why would anyone ever support another black movement like that again in this country? Pathway to hell, folks. Pathway to hell. You just got to love that. You, you <laughs> imagine how much good could have been done for the education system for black kids in inner city schools. Because here's the deal. Teachers aren't getting paid enough. The turnover rate's probably insanely high. You've got, you know, disruptive kids in these classrooms. You have these classrooms. I was talking to my girlfriend last night about her friend that does this. She goes, we are we have 35 kids to one teacher. We're not getting paid enough. We have to worry about getting beat up, threatened, parents coming to school, shooting us. These are black teachers, by the way. 
like, this is the issue that we're facing. So when we're churning out these little morons that are graduating, which, by the way, in like the state of Oregon, you no longer have to take a test to graduate. We're just going to send you out the door because guess what? You're black and you're already at a disadvantage. Poor you. Meanwhile, you come to me, say, I need a job at Shell Shock, and you don't even have a high school diploma. I'm going to tell you, beat the bricks. Absolutely not. If you couldn't even pass high school, hell no. I wouldn't hire you in a heartbeat. That's the, the basics. I'm not saying you have to have a college degree. Of course not. Oh, do I? I'm sorry. Shit. How long has that been going? Oh, that must have just since I... My bad. Um, it's ridiculous. I feel bad for these. How long has that been going? Uh, must have just started. Good. Anyway, I feel bad for these people. But again, all that millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of dollars... You could have invested in these inner city schools. You could have started community style things, but instead, what did you do? You bought a six, you bought like two or three, $6 million mansions so you could benefit from it, but fuck all the rest of the blacks, right? Fuck all the rest of them. You got what you wanted. Now screw them. How is that not indicative of inner city black culture? You know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Money is only part of the solution. Oh, culture. Culture is at the root of it. Yeah. It's about being involved in your kids' lives and, yeah. and the schools. Yep. But when you've the got these poor like teachers. Schools, like, it's like the parents are actively involved in the kids' schools. Yeah, so, I mean, as they should be. Yeah. As they should be. But when you've got a culture that's rooted in extreme violence like they are, look at what you surround yourself with. Go, and if you don't believe me, go, go to South Dallas. Go to South Dallas and you see firsthand. You will see it firsthand. Oh, John, that's racist. No, that's reality. And in order to fix, and it's, it's, that's not me saying this is how it is, this is, this is how it always should be. I'm saying this is how, this is to, to be able to fix a problem, you first have to identify what the problem is. And if you refuse to identify the truths surrounding said problem, you're not going to fix it. You're lying to yourself. You will not fix that. That's the problem right there. It's ridiculous. Thousands of National Guard troops have not received promised enlistment bonuses. Nearly 4,000 service members have left the military without being paid promised bonuses. National Guard is behind on paying enlistment bonuses to nearly 13,000 troops, including 4,000 service members who have left since who have left the service without receiving the bonuses they were promised at enlistment. Thousands of Americans enter the National Guard every year with promises of bonuses as high as $20,000 for their part-time service. But the National Guard is behind on paying bonuses to roughly 6% of those service members owed the incentive, a National Guard office confirmed to Fox News Digital. According to the official, around 9,000 service members who promise bonuses for the signing up for signing up have yet to receive the money um you know what you can do when it comes time to go serve you say nope you have not fulfilled your end of this contract i am not going to do this you are in breach of contract you actually have grounds on that one if in that contract that says they owe you money and they have not given you said money as a part of your sign-on bonus i would say well don't expect me to show up you owe me money you think patriotism is going to get me there to do this job? Absolutely not. Them days are long gone. Long gone. So walk away. Just walk away from it, folks. And if they try and prosecute, you'd be like, hey, you're in breach of contract. That's on you. The problem is widespread uh, enough with an additional 3,900 service members who have already completed their service and have left since the left and since left the military have also not received their bonus payment. 
though the official noted that the majority of these appear to have been ineligible due to an association adverse uh, wait associated adverse action that was not lifted upon their separation. So wait, but in their initial contract, you promised them money, but then some of them have gotten kicked out for whatever reason, but still you didn't pay them. You didn't pay them that bonus to begin with. You don't get to use that and say, well, they were booted out on Article 15. Okay, that's still fine, but you still didn't pay them. And most, I think most cases, though, you have to repay those bonuses. If you get kicked out for dishonorable reasons, you have to repay the bonuses because you didn't fulfill your contractual obligations. But, but, you didn't pay them to begin with. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous. And last, most certainly not least, you have to love the rhetoric on this one. You got to love the rhetoric. You got to respect the left. Y'all are dedicated morons. I'll give you that. Former Playboy White House reporter says MAGA and Christian nationalism are a bigger threat to the U.S. than Hamas. Playboy's former senior White House correspondent, Brian Karam, warned that the White or that the House of Representatives under Speaker Mike Johnson is a discount version of the apocalyptic or orgasm the Holy Rollers have dreamed of for years. Kareem, who was famous for clashing with Trump-era White House press secretaries, is targeting prominent Republicans once again. The author and commentator published a piece for the Salon on Thursday headlined, MAGA and Christian Nationalism, Bigger Threat to America Than Hamas Could Ever Be. Pack that motherfucker up and send him to Palestine. If that's how you feel, leave. Go. Bounce. What are you talking about? Like, are you... Are you afraid to walk down your road because there's a Christian there? Are you, are you really that afraid of us? Are you really that scared of Christians? I mean, I, last I checked, we're not the ones flying planes into buildings. We're not the ones chucking the queers off of freaking building tops. We're not the one killing freaking lesbians. We're not the ones stoning women for speaking out of turn and not having like a, heads, uh, hij- a hijab. We're not the one hunting them down through the streets and killing them like they did in Iran. That ain't the Christians. It's not us. That's them. So you explain to me, you explain to me how Christianity is such a threat to you. You poor, skinless, little feeble man. You poor thing. Let's, we should pray for you, shouldn't we? You clearly sound like you need it. Like, are you, are you serious with this? You are that scared of Christianity? Now, look, I am, I am for the separation of church and state. I'll be the first one to tell you that. But this rhetoric right here, that serves no purpose. That's just propaganda at its core. This is reflecting of the 2015, 2016. If Trump gets elected, if Trump gets elected, it's World War III. The world's going to end. He's going to put us all in prison camps. Part of me kind of wishes he did. It'd be funny. It'd be funny. <laughs> no, not really. But in my God, it's like you want this to happen so you can prove yourself to be right. Fair enough. Bunch of morons. Bunch of morons. This is the left, though. This is what they do. All right, folks, that does for today's episode of the All-American Savage Show podcast. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, if you haven't done so, go check out shellshockcbd.com. Use code SAVAGE. It'll save you 10% off. Go become a subscriber. Enter to uh, win the $500 giveaway by being on our email list. That is currently on the website. You can go check that out. Again, that is shellshockcbd.com. If you could, give us a like, share with your friends, tell your friends and family about us, help us grow the Savage Army. The Lost Savages, we have no political home. We're just here standing upon constitutional principles like everybody should be. Charlie Kirk, you fucking shell. Everybody should be standing standing on constitution. That, that, that drink is like, oof, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling like really energized. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Charlie Kirk, I'm talking to you right now. Let's freaking do this. Nah. 
Anyway, go check us out. If you could, go leave us a review over on iTunes. It helps out so much. Leave a positive review, uh, five-star, whatever you want to do. Say, hey, John Burke's an asshole, whatever he sent me. Greatly appreciate that. You got anything to add, my man? You guys have a great weekend. And as always, you stay savage, America.